episode 101. Welcome to the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan, myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, you stole my thunder last week. One, you know, what was that about, eh? You know, I, I didn't get the You got the honour of um, announcing episode 100. Well, you know, we, we went on. It was the, the stress of being on Facebook Live. I said you were live and you were like a deer or a rabbit in the headlights. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a bit of deja vu. We, we, we've already said this script, folks. Um, we had a little blooper, as we always do. Um, so we're, we're repeating ourselves for the first couple of sentences. So this yeah. is, uh, well, as we go into our second century of TRS, we've switched tech. So the, the, one of the, few, the, the many benefits of the Facebook Live is that it's given us a new, uh, a new means to record. We've decided to start using Zoom. So any... Um, any uh, Anyone who wants to get into podcasting, let us know. We've actually got some useful uh, intel now. Anyway, the, the crux of it was, I forgot, the, I forgot to start recording. So Carl's had to do the introduction twice this week. Twice this week, you know, to make up from last week, yeah? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So at least you've, you've intro 100 episodes now. <laughs> it, it doesn't roll off the tongue as quick. Uh, you know, there's a lot of syllables there. It's like episode 101. I reckon you just go 101. Yeah, episode 101. I could do that. Yeah. Well, next next week I'll go episode 102 then. Yeah? If we get that far. If we get that far, yeah. <laughs> anyway, how are you doing, Kyle? Oh, I'm I'm still recovering from uh, you know from episode 100. You know, it was a, a lot of pressure um, riding on that that episode, and I think we've uh, you know it, it seems to be a, a success uh, in all angles, other than my um, a couple of my bloopers, uh, my Bluetooth bloopers. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed the Hawkins. I listened back and I really enjoyed it, you know. It was yeah. uh, brilliant. You know, so much so much to take from it as well. And uh, what, a, what a bunch of, a couple of down-to-earth guys, Callum and Derek are, eh? Yeah, I really got to say, I really enjoyed their, I mean, I say their company because it was good to interview them. Really interesting to hear about their training and their running and, and them as coaches but and, you know, as pro athletes. But actually, as you say, just two down-to-earth lads, great to have a chat with under lockdown and yeah really really uh, really good guys ah it was brilliant so no i think um you know it was, it was great to have them on it was a great a great way of starting the, the you know the the three fi- thir- yeah get my words out here the three figures of of uh, episodes so mm-hmm. we, we had a lot of shout outs as well and some thanks uh, post post podcasting as well so appreciate the the gratitude folks and yeah, let's uh, here. Here's to another two hundred episodes, eh? Absolutely, and thanks to all the listeners who got involved. It would have been a bit embarrassing if the Hawkins had joined us with one person watching live. <laughs> so it was really cool to get a couple of hundred people but, tuning in and asking plenty of questions. And and yeah, I think it created a really good, uh, a really good night. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So this this week we we're, we're going to continue with the the high quality podcasting. Um, you know, hopefully no bloopers from myself this time. So we're gonna. We've got Michael, Mikey Wright, uh, we, who usually yes. gets a regular mention on the show. Now, Tom, you interviewed him a couple of weeks ago um, to chat about all things, all things running, all things central, and uh, yeah, a fantastic guy, Scottish marathon champion as well. Um, he'll, I, I, he'll be lucky enough to be uh, the Scottish marathon champion. So, yeah, would, would, champion so, this year too, eh? so we talked about that with him. Um, that, that's interesting. It's a good pub quiz question. He's gonna because he's whole, he's won it two years in the trot, so this is gonna extend his reign for for longer than two years. But do you know what's funny about Mikey Wright? And this this is you know one thing I've said quite a few times in the show. I I really like when we get you know top club guys on who we know. And one one story about um, 
and Mikey Wright. So obviously he's a he's a Scottish marathon champion. And if you're a club runner, he's essentially a celebrity. Let's be honest, right? You know we know who he is. And we were on a I was on a stag do. Uh, in fact, shout out to our man Ben Ward Run Beer. His stag do last year, and on a on a there's a few of the boys from our running club out there. And like any good stag do, we're sitting playing a drinking game, and we're playing the celebrity game. You know, when you've got to, you've got to say celebrity with the first name that end, that starts with the. Uh, the, the starting letter from the surname of the previous one. So say I said to you, I don't know, uh, Kyle Gregg, someone could say uh, Gary Rhodes, and then you yep. could say, you know, Ryan, whatever. Anyway, so somebody said a name ending with M. So our man Rico goes, Mikey Wright. Oh. <laughs> You're stuck there with like four runners. The rest of these runners are thinking, the rest of these boys are stuck there, like, who the hell is Mikey Wright? So Mikey, clearly don't listen to TRS, eh? Absolutely. So I did tell Mikey that. Shame on that, indeed. But anyway, so yeah, it was really, I thought, good example of a, of a top lad on the on the, the club running circuit. And also, you know, the central IT chairman, uh, secretary, sorry. So really good to get him on um, to talk all things about his running and um, and that. And actually, a, a sort of segueing from Mikey, Michael was due to run Boston today. So it is Marathon Monday today, Monday the 20th of April, Patriots Day. Sadly, the Boston Marathon is not happening because of like all races being postponed. So, um, you know, I should today off work because I'd planned to, st- I always take Mar- Marathon Monday off um, to watch it. And uh, so I've, I'm obviously off work today. Oh, no. So I've, uh, anyway, I'm sorry. I've been doing a few things on the house. Watched, yeah. uh, I've been watching the replays on, on, the, on the internet that they've been running all day. Um, they're actually next about to come on to 2015 when I ran my first, my two Bostons. Um, Do you watch the whole thing then? Yeah, I just have it running in the background. I'm doing something else. So I've just so just finished watching 2014. I don't know if you can see that, Kyle. Meb, big Meb, oh, big when Meb, he won it, yes. and that is a hell of a race. So I was looking oh. for a marathon race to watch. Really exciting. Um, um, so yeah, that's it's. I don't know. It's a weird one. I think for me, we're into the first week weekend of like big spring races, and it's really sort of dawning that there are no races. It's it's quite sad, isn't it? I mean, yeah. there, there, there isn't there's some races, mind you. That we've got a couple of virtual races that are either ongoing or, or coming up. Uh, so we'll, we'll certainly chat about that. Uh, we've got some city limits as well. We've we've actually got folks. Believe it or not, we've actually got a runners' run, um, which we'll, <laughs> we'll come on to, and uh, our, our usual TRS run of the week as well. So this episode's going to be quite short, but uh, I think you'll agree. There's not much to talk about, um, so, uh, <laughs> <No>. but, <laughs> but we, we also, as we mentioned last week, and we'll mention it again this week, we've got a, a, a fantastic lineup of interview, interviewees coming on to, to, to ensure that you get that, that TRS fix that you so desire, eh? Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll, we're not going to reveal the names, we'll, we'll give you guys a teaser, and uh, we're going to have a mix of pre-recorded and live uh, interviews as well, eh? Indeed, yeah. So I think the live yeah. format was well received by everyone. So we'll continue. I think certainly through lockdown, we're not gonna we're gonna we're gonna give it to you every week, but every month or so we might go for a, a live because it's yeah. I mean, I guess it gives the listeners something to watch, and I think a lot of people fed back that you really liked seeing Calum and Derek while you were while they were speaking to them. So um, yeah, so certainly during lockdown we can we'll try and continue to do that. Exactly, Tom. So in the spirit of uh, of of sort of moving on. Um, You've got some, uh, you know, we chatted about what, what, what's right, news or news. So it's, I don't know what it is. I think it's an interpretation, you know, wherever you're from, you can say it whatever way you want. So anyway, we've only got one, we've only got one topic on the news agenda. 
And that's, uh, and I don't really know what this is about. So Tom will be able to elaborate. Running behaviours. Uh, I think that was, well, running behaviours. Yeah, about that? Yeah, we talked about that a bit last week, actually. We talked a bit about, you know, Clearly running behaviours during coronavirus and runners and on trails and whatnot. And actually, I think, to follow up, we talked about the last couple of weeks, but I see a real difference now. I've never been given so much space on trails before. Like, if you come towards people, and I'm getting ready to stop, right, to let people pass and, and to, you know, if I'm on an easy run, you know, if, even if I'm on, a, on a, a tempo or something at the moment, to be honest, we're not exactly heading towards big target races. So for me to stop and let, you know, someone with a, someone walk past is not in the world. But everyone's getting in my way. It's fantastic. <laughs> are, you, uh, are you moving out of the way or is it like a, a mutual thing? What's your... Well, it's mainly, it's, it's mainly mutual. But, you know, when you're on, like, forest trails that are... The, the only way out of the way is to jump into the, into the bushes. growth on the side. Yeah, the bushes. Then yeah. that is uh, really, um, yeah, really just, you know, it's nice that they're happy to do that. But, I, I mean, it's funny. And we've been doing a lot of running on country roads at the moment. And I know you, you know, being out in Africa, you do that anyway. Um, but out we're in where we are, some of these roads around us are sort of rat runs, maybe a wee bit busy, but they're so quiet now. I mean, Fiona and I went out for a run together uh, today at lunch. Really nice to run down some roads. Hardly any traffic. Did my long run again on on country roads out around the net oh, yesterday. Nice. And it's it's really it's really nice. It's a good time. All these cars off think, the road. Yeah, it's the same with us as well. Like you know, we we go out and uh, out, out with the village of Afford and went to the you know no one's about. It's brilliant, you know. Yeah. Um, one thing I've been doing is I've been like wearing a fluorescent top, um, and I I just go on the road, you know, and you know I'm. If there's a car coming, then I'm on the road. I'm a roadrunner at the end of the day on the country roads. And the folk will move. You know, the one or two cars you see going past you, they'll move out of their way but fairly quickly. But I've been lucky enough, you know, I've, get, I've got a little bit more time in my hands at the moment. Um, so I've been getting out in the buggy as well with the nice. big man um, and, and doing some cheeky little long runs with him. So hence my pace being a little bit slower. But, you know, nonetheless, you know, both Logan and I and... And, and Debbie, we all get our vitamin D fix and our once a day fix, so it's been great. But yeah. you know, I uh, so you've you've actually resurfaced a bit more on Strava these days. So listeners, any listeners who thought Kyle wasn't worth a follow, now he is because he's now <laughs> he's now back on Strava. And actually, do you know what, mate? I was I was thinking I was on the weekend. I was doing a bit of sort of Strava hunting back through various people's stuff, and I was thinking your your training's looking really good at the moment. For a guy, I'm, I'm, you you know you you're thriving under lockdown and after oh, an early poor start to the year. Oh, well, well, thanks so much for the the kind compliment there. Uh, I, I am I'm enjoying the, the the few sessions I'm getting done this week. You know my my mileage is going up. I'm I'm being sensible with uh, you know what I'm doing. I've got structure again. Uh, you know I'm I'm doing some cheeky Pilates as well. I'm uh, Helen hmm. uh, Strachan from from Aberdeen. She's uh, one of our physios. So I've been, she's been putting some live uh, workouts on, on YouTube and I've been following them and just, uh, you know, making the most of it, you know, like, like we should all be doing at the moment. You know, this is an opportunity to, uh, you know, reset for a week or two and, and get into absolute dynamite shape, as Tom would say. Absolutely. And, you know, I actually, something, I, can't, I think I saw someone else, some celebrity probably tweet this recently, but I think it's, it kind of struck well, well with me. Is I've said on here before that I really like, the training and I really get into I love training for an event I love that they're going through that process I feel like I'm fitter and getting fitter and week on week getting faster and and better and I was thinking to myself I need to practice what I preach now more than ever you know if you're ever going to say that 
make claims like that. When you're in a period when there is literally no targets, this is the time to buckle down. And not much like yourself. I, I had a couple of weeks where I was kind of couldn't be arsed, did some virtual races. They went well, though, but I was still not really that up for it. But I've sort of settled in. I've not back from about 95 to about 70 miles a week. And I've found a bit of a sweet spot where I'm running enough that I'm still training. I'm getting two sessions along one in a week. But I'm not, you know, I don't feel like I'm sort of in that marathon grind anymore, which is, which wouldn't be sustainable till October. Really good you say that, you know, and, and also Callum, and Callum said he was taking a break as well last week. And, you know, it's reassuring that even the pros take a, take some downtime and have some, mm. uh, you know, sausage suppers and, and iron brew, you know. <laughs> uh, so we should all take some, some, some uh, take homes from, from things like that. Because it, it's certainly, it, it, for me, I, I think, the, what I'm getting at now is I'm I'm not going to go crazy on the mileage. I'm not going to go mental on you know. Let's be a full time athlete. Let's train. Let's peak because you could I could peak in July and be in dynamite shape with no races. Yeah, and, exactly. and I know from experience that when I PB or I have PB'd, I I have that I have that form for maybe well, I don't know two or three months maybe, and then it goes back to you know I get mm. either a injured or b I lose fitness somehow I get ill. I take some downtime. You know, I think the majority of, of athletes will, will agree you need some sort of periodized training. And for me, that's what I'm doing. And, and, and that's what the guys I coach are doing as well. And, um, and, and I think we, we, we need to almost have consistency and, and not overcook it, not undercook it, take advantage of it, but read your body and and just build a foundation of, of training. The way I'm kind of seeing it, um, and that's probably my, my training coach's corner at the moment, is, um, is, is almost just having it as a winter training type, you know, win, winter training in the summer. And, and you know, use, just getting, doing the things that, it's an opportunity to do the things that we, we, we say we, we, we might do. But this is a, it's an opportunity to say that, right, we're going to do this sort of things, like your strength training, your Pilates, your, um, you know, lots of cross training if you can, um, all that sort of thing. foam rolling, eating wet, well, making food, you know, making fresh food, not just getting processed food or not microwavable food or whatever. Everyone's different. So um, take advantage of it. If you've got a bit of time in your hands, take advantage of it, you know. What's, what I'm thinking about is when is your, we, the only, I mean, I, as we said before, I've, got, I've literally got nothing now till September unless some other sort of local 10Ks pop up maybe in June, July. Um, what about you? You talked about Mozart in the summer. Any news on that? The, the Mozart 100K? Well, they have revealed it has been postponed. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I think it was like the day after. So thankfully, um, you know, that, that has come true. Because, I mean, there would have been nobody doing it if it was in June, you know. Nobody would get there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think they're looking at a date in September. Um, but as, as everything, there's, September and October is just absolutely rammed, you know. So busy. Isn't, isn't it, Jack? Just, you've got marathons coming out of every single, you know, city or town or, you know, whatever it is, 10Ks to hill races to uh, whatever, in track races. But um, I think uh, I think I'll still hopefully continue with, uh, if cause, uh, you know, continue with Mozart, train for that. But like I say, I'd like to get a little bit faster. I'd like to, you know, get a little bit sharper. And um, I've started doing a little bit more work on my hip as well. And, just try okay, to get good. that because it's still lingering. Yeah, I still feel it. But I, I, I think at the moment I'm starting to feel like, 
easy. I, I might go out and I might feel a little bit tired, but once I get going, I, I feel I can, you know, I can, I can continue longer than I used to a few weeks ago or even well, a few months ago, even a few weeks ago now. So um, I'm seeing some light at the end of the tunnel, Tom. Good. And I think, well, I'm glad you're working on your hip because that's, that's something that's kept coming back to. Holding me back. The only yeah. thing holding me back is this hip. Like, if I could get this, if I could get this sorted, oh, I, would, I, I think I could get to where I was a couple of years ago in terms of 10K shape, marathon shape as well. So, nice. um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Fingers crossed. But uh, I'm just taking, you know, it's just that taking advantage of the current conditions, Tom. Nice. And I think that's, uh, we talked before about, you know, working your weaknesses. The hip's a weakness. For me, I'm, you know, I've always said I need to get faster. I want a faster 10K if I want to get faster at marathons. So I'm hoping, and again, it's a difficult one. I, I was I was so confident of going sub 230 in London. And you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna try and step up and make it and target. And I'll, you know, I'll, I'll see what shape I'm in on September. But the plan now is not to just stay where I am and go sub 230 in in September and October, the plan is if I can race in October is to go even quicker. So, so we'll see. And hopefully by addressing some of these uh, weaknesses, like a bit of speed might help. Um, but you know, nice. listeners, let us know what your plans are. We're keen, you know, we're keen to hear what everyone else, what everyone's doing. I know, you know, some people, it's not that easy just to say, I'll just go to London or I'll just go to Boston and, uh, or whatever in, in the spring in the autumn. Sorry, maybe you've got plans, maybe you think other things clash. So, so yeah, let us know what you're up to. It's, it's always good to keep tabs on what the, the listeners are doing. Uh, we're, yeah, like great, great that we're both using the opportunity to maximise this time, eh? And I hope you guys are doing Indeed. it too, listeners. Indeed. Right. So, so let's uh, let's move on to what we're going to move on to. Well, just, why don't we why don't we bring on Mikey Wright? Let's bring Mikey Wright on, eh? Big Mikey Wright. So Michael Big Wright, Wright as, we, as we give him a little bit of a setup at the start, but Michael Wright is a you know I'll intro him in the actual in the in the interview, but yeah, he's a he's a guy we know in the pleased to know on the circuit um yeah and i think i, I remember when we were at uni and i didn't know you when i was at Edinburgh, i was on for the harry's you were running for aberdeen i was aware of him as someone who ran for i think he ran for harriet what anyway it, it's funny how all these people you know similar ages i guess so anyway, michael's a, a top lad on the circuit and uh you know big central ac uh, runner so yeah and yet another central ac yellow train on the podcast on trs so oh, here, here we go you know this <laughs> The central, the central athletics podcast, you know. Well, steady on, steady on. We've actually, I think we've had, um, we've, had, I was, I was looking. Ali at Hay, name. we've had uh, Butcher, who we had, Jimmy Crow, Morag, Morag, yeah, yeah, quite um, a few folk, yeah. Yeah, we have. Nice. Anyway, maybe we need to. Although, yeah, maybe we we'll need to balance up. Anyway, so listeners, enjoy Michael Wright. This week, I've got a well-known face from the Scottish Athletic Circuit uh, joining us. Welcome, Scottish Marathon Champion, Michael Wright. Hello. Hi. Good to be on the show. Great to have you on. So I should say, two times uh, Scottish Marathon Champion. Actually, with the current postponement, you're getting one of the few benefits. You're getting to hold on to that a bit longer than planned. Yeah, I know. I've probably gone to a, a year and a half, I guess. So <laughs> I'll, I'll, um, I'll happily still um, uh, live in that glory for a few months. For a few additional months, happy, happy to do that selflessly. <laughs> so, um, Michael, you're someone who we've—I mean, I've, Kyle and I both 
um, knew you from afar on the uni circuit when you were running for Harriet Watt and I was uh, an Edinburgh Harry, Kyle was running for Aberdeen. Obviously, we see you now running uh, for Central. Um, well-known guy in the circuits, but tell us a bit about yourself and your, your sort of background into running. Yes, yeah, so I, um, I, I think my dad took me along to Central at Stirling Uni when I was about 11 okay. and um, went through the whole kind of run-jump-throw setup, And then I must have been about 15, 14, 15 when you kind of get moved into your event-specific groups. And I remember when I was a kid, I always thought, I'll be, I'm going to be a sprinter, turn pace for the spring group. And uh, I think um, Derek sent one look that you're coming. So well, okay, okay, that's fine. So fourteen, fifteen, um, straight into the inch at Central. Haven't really looked back since. Um, usual eight hundred, fifteen hundred meters. Uh, that's kind of fourteen, fifteen, sixteen year old. Wasn't particularly great at it, and then. Always cross country every winter, and then uh, as I kind of end of school, start a year more focus on the steeplechase, and I've probably been doing that ever since for the last um, kind of fifteen years, probably kind of more focus on the three in in the summer, and then still cross country in the in the winter, and then over the last five springs, I've run well three London marathons in a row, and then. Um, two sterlings in a row so yeah it kind of it works well having that spring marathon that you can kind of keep things ticking over after mm-hmm. your cross-country season and um, yeah I absolutely, absolutely loved marathon I think I think I found it's just such a refreshing change to what can become a bit monotonous cross-country then track cross-country then mm-hmm. track so actually having like a just brand new event that's completely different from anything you've ever done before and um, is massively challenging mentally and physically and and finding time in your week to do it was just was really refreshing to me just finding this this new event to do that's 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 world away worlds away from from what you've been used to so no thoroughly enjoying that so that's five under the belt and the plan was boston but obviously with um coronavirus that well that might get pushed into september i guess so mm-hmm. but yeah the plan is for the for the short term anyway just keep doing that kind of bit of steeple chase in the summer cross country in the winter and um, marathons in spring or, or autumn. So yeah, it's funny. Me, I am. Um, I have. I've always in recent years. I've always thought of you as a marathon man. That's because we've seen you run at London. I remember watching uh, Fiona, my wife, running when you ran. I think you ran two twenty eight that day, and you were in a. You came along and banked in a group with like with Kyle. Actually, she was one of the guys in that sort of two twenty seven, two twenty nine bracket. You were along with, and I remember seeing you there. And obviously, with the Scottish marathon champs wins the last couple of years. I always think of you, Mikey Wright, as a marathoner, but it's really interesting when I go through your power of 10, I had no idea you were such a steeplechase runner. I mean, a lot of our listeners are predominantly uh, road or, or even hill. Tell us a bit about the, the 3K steeple and the sort of specificities of that. Yeah, I suppose if you're, uh, I suppose if, if you're a hill runner or you're a cross-country runner, probably the closest, the closest event that you're going to enjoy uh, that, that is akin to running through... Muds and all, mud and all the rest of it in the winter is probably the steeplechase. <laughs> um, so yeah, getting getting wet and uh, a lot of effort and, and feeling very tired halfway through the race. So yeah, I, I was kind of decent enough at hurdles uh, growing up. Kind of, I suppose average or slightly better than average in hurdles. 
plus being a middle distance athlete and yeah, just wanting to focus on a particular event. And yeah, I've loved it. Kind of um it's totally it is totally different to your fifteen hundred, five Ks, ten Ks. And I remember reading something by Michael Johnson, the sprinter, who always said some athletes are just kind of adapted and used to having the rhythm interrupted periodically mm. during a race, like you would with hurdles or like you would with steeplechase and, and, and some athletes absolutely absolutely hate it. So um yeah, I suppose I, I, you need to you need to be able to deal with having your rhythm and your running pattern disrupted, but st- and, and getting up and over getting up and over a, a big thick chunk of wood and <laughs> uh, keeping things going. So, and I suppose I suppose the pacing in steeplechase is probably even more important than it is in fifteen five k, where if you mess it up, you're going to be in for a very sore last couple <laughs> of laps as you not only try and finish the race and get the distance done, but you're trying to get over water jumps and, and over freestanding barriers as well. So um, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's really um, very strategic and, yeah, just, just great fun. Great fun to do. How do you tra- – do you – I mean, it's a it's an event I've never really thought of. I mean, I, I, actually, when I see guys like yourself who are running track meets in the summer, I guess that must be quite cool. Going to league meets, very much part of a team. It's probably the closest you get in terms of a you know a weekly team outing fixture you know that you would get in maybe some team sports um how do you so how do you train for the steeplechase uh, i mean are you are you jump are you jumping through the week or is it just just typically like you'd be training for 5000 i mean most because only a small number of guys in central kind of specialize in it um we generally just do the same training as a group on tuesdays and thursdays and then if you're a steeplechaser what you might do when everyone else does a warm down, you might hang fire and get a freestanding barrier out, put it on the track, and just do strides 50 meters, jump over it, and then turn around and just do the same thing back on yourself okay. before you do the warm down. So even things like that, well, twice a week, Tuesday and Thursday, um, it does help in just getting the rhythm and getting the feel for it. And also on tired legs, so you've done your session, your legs are tired, and you're making yourself mm. get up and over this barrier in a kind of as, as comfortably and as, as, as energy efficiently as possible. Um, also on Saturdays, if we don't have a race on a, on a Saturday, what we might do on the track in summer is um, if we did 600 metre reps or 800 metre reps, I might put two barriers out for each lap and put them in lanes three and four. So the rest of the, the, rest of the squad, which is kind of wide range and inability, will just do the 600 metre, 800 metre reps. And I'll, I'll try and get over a couple of barriers during during those reps. And there's enough depth in the squad that I'll still have people to run with during the reps, even though the fast guys will be off in the distance. Um, if I've gone over barriers, still guys guys to run with. So, yeah, Derek, the coach, is, is really supportive of people that want to do it. And he did it, in his, he did it a bit in his... In his um, running career so yeah there's definitely a good a good network a good kind of training support element there for people that do want to explore it and and people that do want to want to race it regularly that's cool and i i like the i like your sort of your the way you talk through the year or your cross-country marathon sort of miles through the winter and then breaking that up onto the through the track before i guess going back on cross-country 
if we stick with marathon, one th- one thing this this is uh, made me laugh. I was on a stag do last year, and there was a we're playing a, a drinking game going around naming naming celebrities beginning with the, the the first name, the surname type thing, and the name M came up. It was a running group, and someone said Mikey Wright. And use that as a celebrity name, uh, and to the, the non-runners of the group saying, "Who is Mikey Wright?" The, the, the our friend who dropped and said he's a Scottish marathon champion. Of course, he's a celebrity. So you're you're obviously you're um you know you've you've run that's I mean to 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 run well and win those titles that must be I mean coming off the back of three Londons that really cements you as a marathoner. I mean that's do you have a do you really feel like that's your main your main annual goal now? Uh, good question. Um, I suppose I'm still really hoping. I, I think cross country. I'm, 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 I'm sort of. I guess I'm, I'm fighting to get into the top six for central these days. And track, I'd still love to run a PB over the steeplechase, even though it's been a few years. So I definitely still. I, I wouldn't say the marathon necessarily sticks out as my number one annual goal it's springtime right i'm desperate to run a sub 225 marathon and then track will come along and i'll be desperate to run a sub 920 steeplechase Mm -hmm. so yeah i think i think for january february march april the focus is purely on the marathon um and part of that as as a result of that fitness you can fight you try and try and fight tooth and nail to get into the top six for central at cross country um but yeah, yeah. For the for the first quarter of the year, the first third of the year, the the, the focus is definitely uh, the marathon and whatever one I'm doing. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And the goal I've, I'm sitting on, I've been running two twenty eight, two twenty nine, and ever since I ran that first one, the goal has always been sub two twenty five, and it just never happened. And it's just been uh, annual annual frustration of of running either 228 or 229 in the, in the last five marathons that I've done, but not being able to, to nail the, the sub-225 target. So, um, yeah, that remains, that remains a firm target to try and, to try and nail in the, in the years ahead. Nice. I mean, you're, for me, your half would indicate that's on. Your half in the 10K is absolutely lined up. I mean, uh, sort of sub-32 10Ks, 68-minute halves. I mean, that is, for me, is you're, line, you're, you're lined up there for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, what am I? 30, 31 high for the 10K, which was at Sterling last September, which was really encouraging. And 68 high, I think, from Inverness a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I should be I should be aiming for sub-225. And I think it may have happened at Boston in April if it had gone ahead. But, yeah, I've just got, just got to keep going. you just got to keep, keep, mm-hmm. keep trying to make it work. But... The, the first marathon that I did at London absolutely nailed it. Equal split, nice. couldn't have gone any better. And then I thought, right, surely sub two twenty five is going to be easy. And you know what? It, and then for whatever reason, mile fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, hit the wall. Drag yourself sadly through the next five, six, seven miles, and then try and get going again. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's not it's not ticked since that first one. The first one was an absolute dream, and the rest of them have been varying degrees of. Um, Hardship and uh, and and regret. I'm sure it'll come. It's interesting you mentioned about um, the sort of central and that you know breaking into that six. That's really that's a really great thing for the club to have. That how, you obviously so you spend your cross country season in a in a big group fighting tooth and nail all together, wanting each other to run well, I guess, and but also get your try and leverage yourself into the team. And then 
it swings to the the marathon. You you seem to be the only central vest that we see at the marathon distance. Do you then do you have to break? Uh, do you do a lot of your marathon training on your own, or is that or is the club the endurance training the club set up such that you can still do that with the with the group? Yeah, there's not a massive amount of marathoners, so I will generally for like January February. Uh, January, February, I'll generally do what everyone else is doing, and the long, the Sunday, the Sunday runs will be an extra five miles. So if I run 15 with some of the guys, which they'll be doing anyway, and I need to do an extra five on my own, that that's bearable. You can do that mm-hmm. rather than doing a full 20 on your own. Um, I did so a couple of weeks ago was like the, one of the first marathon specific sessions that I did on my own, and that was 10 miles at 10 miles at like five. 35, 540 tempo pace Oof. and then 5 by a mile on the track with about 2 minutes in between each of which was about again 535, 540 and that doing wow. that on my own was absolutely brutal <laughs> so there will be yeah there will be the odd session the odd long run that you have to do by yourself but largely I can get away with just to kind of doing a lot of what the, the same guys are doing and if, it, if, it, if you do a training session on Tuesday night and you've done your lunchtime run on the Tuesday and you've, you're getting the miles in and I suppose that's the main thing you can you can but yeah there will be the odd the odd session the odd long run that you just have to get your head down and do yourself so yeah there's there's not there's not a massive amount of marathon specific guys but you can get yeah we can get away in the squad with just mm-hmm. doing a lot of what other guys are doing or just just getting your 10 milers and your 15 milers in with the guys which is a lot lot more fun than doing it on your own absolutely what so what's your what's a typical week like for you in that sort of spring marathon block it's probably um i guess ranging between seven and usually what i've done historically is go up in steps so i'll have four week blocks increasing so 60 miles the first week then maybe 70 then 80 then 90 okay then i would drop back down to 60 for a rest week then it might be 75 85 95 back down to 60 then maybe 80, 90, 100, back down to 60. So it's kind of four-week blocks. One of those weeks in the four-week block will be down at 60 to give your body a bit of recovery time. And the other three are stepping up. And I guess it's similar for everyone. You're doubling most days. You've got your sessions Tuesdays and Thursdays. And Saturdays, you're either racing or you've got a training session. And then you're getting, you need to get out again on a Saturday. And you're looking at like 20 miles on a Sunday. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of typically typically what I've done in the past, and it's 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 generally worked. I have I have tweaked it a bit over the over the years, um, just to try and kind of get get that twenty two twenty five nailed. But um, so I think last year, so I think pre, when I first started, I was doing like sessions on a Saturday, like marathon specific sessions on a Saturday, and then twenty miles just kind of easy on the Sunday. But then in recent years, I've said, right, let's just ignore the Saturday and make the 20-miler the focus. Mm -hmm. So you're running the 20-miler at maybe not far off target race pace, like 540, 5.45. And I I, I think I did that for the two Sterlings that I did. And ultimately, it didn't get me the result I wanted. So I think we might tweak it back to let's have a session on the Saturday and then just run the 20 miles how you feel on the Mm -hmm. Sunday. That's interesting. Yeah, I know. I know that's something I've always wrestled with. Is what's the the be- how best to structure a week? I I tend to be like you. I find I 
I've worked well off a session and then long run, I mean, not, not plodding, but long run time on feet and really getting, you know, being out there for 2.30, 2.45 just to get used to um, miles. But I guess everyone's different. Um, it's, uh, yeah, well, I mean, unfortunately, Boston's not going to happen, but hopefully we'll see we'll see the result um, of all this block in the, in the, in the autumn for you. Now, in terms of yeah. your, your marathons, obviously you've you've got the you're in the the enviable position that you've actually raced marathons. I mean, for a lot of us, it's just we turn up at a major and we we run a, we run our own strategy and we try and PB. What was it like in Sterling on these occasions when you've actually been racing it? You know, you st- stood in the start line and you know I've got a shot here. How do you how does that differ to when you've gone to say London and you're running in thousands and a top hundred is a good result? Yeah, uh, interesting. It's um totally different kettle of fish isn't it because sterling if you're a sub 230 sub 240 marathon or the chances are you're going to be running on your own mm-hmm. so yeah it's, it's just in, i suppose it's similar with london and that you need to be so disciplined with the pace and it's just the, the hardest the hardest thing in a marathon is just running the first half to the pace that you need to i think um so yeah i mean Sterling, the first one I largely ran on my own for most of it, and the second one I ran with Kevin Woods Woods for the first five miles, no, six, seven miles. He went away. I ran the rest of it on my own, hit the wall hard, and then <laughs> caught up with him in the last, like, 600, 800 metres or something ridiculous. That late? So it is pretty, it is pretty lonely, um, but... Yeah, I mean, I suppose that being said, I ran pretty much the same time at Stirling than I did at London. Um, I guess there's probably an advantage with Stirling in that you're going to be less carried away by the crowd. So, I mean, like London, that first 10 miles, you're kind of That's dropping crazy. downhill a little bit. You've got Afro-Caribbean bands playing <laughs> away. Everyone's excited. Everyone's getting, everyone's pushing the pace too much because they feel like a million dollars. Um so yeah, I suppose it's, I guess it's easier to hold the pace back a bit at Sterling when you're on your own. It's it's you and the watch, and you're just ticking along nicely. But um, but then again, not having the athletes around you to help push you on is a bit of a disadvantage. And I remember the first London that I did when I was coming through for the last ten miles, just being able to catch someone, look onto the next person, catch them, catch the next person, catch the next person. So. Um, yeah, pros and cons. Pros and cons, I guess, uh, for both. And you, you're an even split man, or do you? Or are you someone who? I mean, we've got Kyle, who is very much a go out hard, see if I can hang on. I've recently converted to the negative split camp, um, but we've. You sound like maybe an equal split guy. I ran equal splits for my first marathon, and equal to the second, which is wow. I couldn't believe when I did it. And then I think all of them have since been probably positive and I've probably gone out too hard for the first half and I've hurt the second half. So, yeah, I think I'm a negative split. I think you need to be running. I think negative splits is the secret to it. I think I think that's the case. If you look at, like, all of them, I think there was a bunch of marathon records. If you look at the top three women, top three men for a while, they were all negative splits. Mm-hmm. Um, marathon records. So I think that's the secret. And... Just by virtue of it, people go out too hard and people hit the hit the wall between miles fifteen and twenty. And if you if you're running negative split, you're you'll be going past those people, which is a, a kind of mental boost to you to keep you to keep you ticking over and, and gives you kind of a positive positive frame of mind as you enter the last six miles and you're starting to hurt. So yeah, I think for me, 
negative. Not that I've done it very successfully, but yeah, I think I, I agree negative split is the way forward. How do you fuel your marathons and your training? I mean, that's something we get a lot of a lot of uh, listeners can't get in touch with, and we debate ourselves on here. Do you? I mean, how do you? How do you fuel and how in your marathon? And do you do you incorporate that into your training at all to to practice? For fueling, sorry. Yes. So, uh, London. The first London that I did, I had gel. So I took two or three gels, and I think it was it was the science and sport ones. Mm-hmm. And I did use those in training runs, and that generally worked fine. And then. Morton, so there was a guy for my second Sterling, that was in April or May 2019, there was a, a, a couple of guys, who, uh, PhD students at Sterling Uni, who wanted to get a bunch of guys from Central to do some um, trial runs using Morton, oh, yeah. um, the new fancy drink. So I thought, oh, we'll, we'll give that a shot because I'll be able to get access to it as I run around Sterling. Um, so we, me and a bunch of the guys on a treadmill, six in the morning, running and as, as fast as you could in an hour and 45 minutes, blood getting taken out your veins regularly, more 10 every 15 minutes. So, and that, I think it was five or six occasions we did that. So I thought, right, let's give this a shot. Let's see if the Morton thing works. And I did it on a treadmill five or six times. That's one hour, 45 minutes. Blasting it on the treadmill, downing Morton every 15 minutes. And that seemed to go okay in training, but then it didn't work in the race. And I just felt I had to stop after 15 miles of taking the stuff. Uh, And it was just, you were just feeling bloated and full, which is not how, which isn't how Morton is supposed to work scientifically, I think. But yeah, it didn't work on the day, sadly. I suppose I'm conscious of guys from like the 70s and 80s saying all they had was water and they got on fine. Um, but I think some of the scientists would say you need to be you need to be getting some sort of carbohydrate-based liquid or gels into your system to to keep you going. So so yeah. Agreed. I think it's I mean it's what it's a funny one, isn't it? Because you can you can pound the miles, you can get you can drag yourself out of bed you can get all the you can train your ass off and if you don't get something as basic as that right on the day it can all, all go up in smoke yeah i mean for boston they had gatorade endurance formula on the on around the tr- around the route and you can't get that here so i was looking into trying to get some imported which wasn't proven which wasn't going to be very easy <laughs> so it's, it's things like that. Like if you're, if you're going to do a major marathon somewhere else in the world, you need to understand what they're offering you around the route and whether you're able to get any of that. Um, because if not, you're on your own and it's going to be water. And, and So, yeah, you need, you need to think about those things. Um, mm. If you're doing a more local one, I suppose if you can get fans or, or people around the route, then they can hopefully give you some. But, yeah, you need to take those things into account and despite having used Morton in the past, if I wasn't going to be able to get it in Boston around the route, then there's no point in, there's no point in trying to train with it. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, I mean, I remember a similar issue, actually. When we were going to Chicago a couple of years ago, I, I found that they were using uh, Gatorade Endurance on the course, and I couldn't get it imported for love nor money. Contacted Gatorade UK, contacted all sorts of people. I'm looking just for one tub of this stuff. Couldn't get it. It's, uh, it's crazy. Nightmare, yeah, total, total nightmare, total nightmare. If you if you spent the last three or four months working for this this one goal, and you can you can try all the try all the liquid thing for it, then it's not ideal. Absolutely, the, the uh, I did Frankfurt a couple of years ago, and actually, what there they they say if you're a sort of sub elite runner, you can have bottles on the course. And I thought jackpot, I'm going to put I'm going to put bottles out on the course. 
But when you've got a couple of hundred people doing the same, it is an absolute shambles at the tables. So I went to the is table right? to get my more. I had bottles of mortar on the course. Went to the 10k first table. I'm in this sort of uh, 235 group, and we all came past it. You're running six minute miles. You're not going to see a bottle out of 100. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. You need to. I think it's important to to know what's on the course and use it. Um, yeah. So we talk, we're talking about you know pounding out the miles and the trials of miles. One of my favorite things about you is your love for once a runner. Now, <laughs> now you know I've, you're a man who 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 loves to quote it. I even see it on your power of ten. There's a there's a lovely little quote on there. I'm I'm a fan, but I think you're a much better place to sell it to listeners. Tell us about once a runner and, and tell us about your love for this glorious book. So those that haven't heard of it, once a runner was a book self published by this guy in the 70s, I think, who, I think he was a Florida State mile champion when he was at college in the States, and um, probably, uh, like the rest of us, very obsessive, live, breathe, uh, live, breathe, running, racing all, all over the place. And he self-published this, um, this book called Once a Runner, which is about this, loosely based on himself. Uh, the character's name is Quentin Cassidy, which only an American could, could find the name <laughs> of. And uh, he, so this guy sold it. This guy, the author, sold it out the back of his car at race meets uh, around America, presumably around the East Coast and around all the colleges and stuff. And it had a bit, it gained a bit of a cult following. And there was, it became a rite of passage. If you were coming into the kind of collegiate team in America during that time, if you if you'd made it and you you you'd earned your worth you'd get past a copy of Once a Runner and say, right, son, go and read this and uh, appreciate what we're doing and what we're trying to do and the whole mindset of it. So I won't go into too much detail, but it gained a cult following and it was it, it was like highly sought. It was one of the really highly sought after books out of print for a while in the States. But um, yeah, it, it's about this, Quint- this guy, Quentin Cassidy, growing up at, or, or working, uh, training in a college in America and trying to make the, himself the best that he can be over the, the mile and finding himself that he's kind of giving everything up in his life to go and live in a, a log cabin in the woods somewhere to, to, to beat his body into awesome mile running ability. So, yeah, I would just encourage everyone um, to go and read it. It just completely captures the essence of what it means mm-hmm. to be a, a competitive distance runner and someone who... Joe Public in the street will view as being obsessive and weird <laughs> and um, reading Once a Runner makes you kind of appreciate and understand the mindset of competitive athletes. And what I like, it's got some of the most, the best descriptive, or use of descriptive words about running, I mean the way, you know, I not, not, don't have any straight to mind, but the way he describes the feelings of sessions and the feelings of, of, of going all out is absolutely incredible. Um and no, I mean the, my favorite favorite part of of course is of course when he's out in his cabin and he I think he does twenty by four hundred and he's you know that that's the, that's the session then he goes again and he goes again and it's uh, no it's very it's it's excellent it really is and yeah. uh, I've uh, I've I've noticed you're a uh, miles of trials man on a on his <laughs> which is... there was there was um there's a bit in the book when he's trying to explain to his girlfriend I think it was Amanda. About, about what it means to be a kind of an obsessive uh, distance running, running junkie. And he says it's a bit like, it's a bit like if you're working as a, a grocery guy in the local Walmart in America and you see, if, if you had your name up on a chart that had the be- 100 best 
100 best uh, grocery managers in Walmart across the States and you're in number 92nd, you're automatically thinking, how can I get to 91st as soon as physically possible? <laughs> and it's that kind of black and white, uh, just highlighting the black and white nature of athletics and how for people that are a little bit, bit of obsessive compulsive, that is kind of just massively motivating that, that athletics is a black and white game. There's no... There's no teammates to, to 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 make an excuse for. There's kind of nowhere else to to, to pin the blame, and you're uh, totally responsible and totally in control of how good an athlete you are. So yeah, it just it just completely captures the essence of of what it means to be a, a distance runner. And I I would encourage all your listeners to to go and find a copy and read it. Excellent. Well, that's a, a a good pitch. So with with uh, trials and miles in mind. So what your um so the aspirations for the for the future. We've obviously you you mentioned that uh, another marathon this year, two twenty five is obviously is the is the longer term goal. Is that really that's where the the uh, the crosshairs are on? Yeah, I think I, th- I think having run five two twenty eight two twenty nine, I think sub two twenty five has got to be the the obvious target and I'm not sure I'm 32 now so you're getting on a bit in age and yeah I think I think I think I'll be hard pushed to to get beyond that but if, if I can run that that'd be awesome and if not then I've run five sub 230 marathons so I'm, I'm not I'm not going to beat myself up too much about it but Absolutely. um yeah that's that's definitely the target and I think I'll, I think I'm going to try and start um ticking off some of the majors so me and a couple of the guys in the nice. club were like oh, I'll be good to Get Boston done, get get Chicago done, get New York done. So I think, kind of medium medium term, that'll be the the thought process. Maybe trying to get out to to the, these major marathons and start ticking them off. Nice. And I noticed. I mean, you're you obviously your ten your ten k PB is only last year. Um, you've had, uh, you know, we even saw you recently run, um, a, you know, a very strong time at the RMA five k. So you're. You're getting not quite PB, but you're getting you know in strong shape there. What about the shorter distances? Are you still do you hold ambition there? Well, I, when I was I, when I left uni and I was like mid to late twenties, my goals were well, it was always sub two eight hundred, and then it was sub four fifteen hundred meters. And I ran sub two at the end of uni. So it was my last year of uni. I ran sub two eight hundred for the first time. Oh, I see and that. I was yeah. like, yes, get in. <laughs> I never want to run another eight hundred meters again in my life. Um <laughs> and I think I've run like two since then. And since two thousand and nine the, the next target was like, right, sub four fifteen, I've got to run a sub four fifteen and I spent years trying to do it and it must have been about twenty 17 or something like that when I nailed it and I ran a 357 I was like and that was so so yeah I think those those shorter distances are probably gone now I think in terms of ability but yeah I did have a I did have the kind of obvious the obvious targets for the shorter stuff and I thought right get those nailed and then kind of move on and uh, focus on the longer stuff and what about and so the five and five and ten and even half I mean a 1445 to your name for 5k You've been sub thirty two for ten k. Are those are those uh, times that you're you're keen, you're happy to hang your hat on, or you do you still have hunger there? Yeah, I think I'm happy to hang my hat on those. To be honest, I mean, I'll, I'll, for the next couple of years, I'll still do them. I'll probably still keep going to Armagh and um, maybe find a few track five k's and stuff. And definitely, yeah, the ten k probably there's a few more seconds to find there. Um, 
Yeah, so I'll, I'll keep doing them. I wouldn't say it's kind of the massive focus. I, I would say the, the steeplechase is more the focus for me to try and get the times down a little bit further. But um, yeah, I, I will still keep doing five, ten k's on the track, on road, just as part of the the, the kind of general, not only springtime on the roads, getting ready for marathons, but also in summer, if there's a track opportunity, a men's league, or or there's the kind of the Edinburgh, Crammons, self-transcendence, five, 5K, things like that. I'll definitely keep doing those. So, so yeah, yeah. Superb, right. Well, I'm gonna before we um, before we move on and talk a bit about Central, we'll wrap up with you. We're gonna throw some fart-like questions at you. If that's all right. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Right. So, cross country, road, hills, or track? Uh, road. Pre-race meal. Pasta and sauce. <laughs> nice. Favorite movie. Chariots of Fire. <laughs> nice. Favorite race. London Marathon. Nice, another popular one. Rest day or recovery run? Recovery run. Marathon or steeple? Uh, marathon. Morning shuffle or evening saunter? Evening saunter. Running hero? Oh, um, that is a difficult one. I'm going to say Steve Ovette. Nice. Do you know I was? I'm going to chalk off because later on I was going to give you an, a core of it. That didn't. That's an interest. You're an vet man. I like it. Yeah, a vet. <laughs> didn't, didn't play with the rules. Didn't play with the rules. Just, nice. Uh, bit of a renegade. Yeah, he's <laughs> good. He's good. Favorite beer. Um, Joker IPA. Nice. Oh, I like it. Favorite distance. Post race treat. Uh, pint of beer. Favorite shoe. Ooh. Um, Nike. Zoomfly three. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Good, good racer. Really good racer. Really nice. good racer. Favorite Central AC teammate. Couldn't possibly say. Couldn't possibly say. <laughs> well, hay or butcher? Oh, hay or butcher? No, hay or butcher? Oh, hay or butcher? Oh, uh, no comment. No comment. <laughs> Off the fence. Worst race experience? Um, hitting, hitting the wall in my second London marathon and finishing one second slower than I ran my first London Marathon in. Oh, do you know, I noticed that in your power 10 that you were one second, was it 228, 28 and 228, 29? Oh, uh, devastating. Absolutely devastating. Not even a PB. Hard to bear. Did you know with when you got, when you rounded the corner at Buckingham Palace, did you know that this was going to be tight as, tight as hell? No, I, th- I thought I was on for like a 234, 235 <laughs> disaster job. I could not believe I was still sub- Sub uh, sub two thirty, so if I'd actually just kind of made myself move a little bit faster somehow, I would have probably got a PB. So yeah, it was disastrous, disastrous. Oh, rotten. Favorite place to run? Um, 
Stirling University campus. Nice. And you've got, finally, you've got one more race you can run in your career. It can be one you've raced already. It can be a future race. Oh, sorry, one you haven't done. What would it be? Oh, hard questions, Tom. Hard questions. Um, I'm going to say Boston Marathon. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, Boston. Classic. Superb. Right. Well, Michael, thank you so much for coming on. It's been it's been great. The it's been a hours flown by. I could speak to you all day on on athletics and all sorts. Good luck to the for you for the rest of the season. I hope uh, I hope Boston happens, and I hope that you you get a good block in before then. Yeah, you two for London. Hopefully, uh, yeah. hopefully your London goes ahead okay, and you get to get to go out there down there and run a PB. Absolutely. Yeah. Two thirty. Here we come. So, um, excellent. Great. Well, anyway, we'll see you around, but um, all the best and uh, yeah, thanks again. Thanks very much. Great to, great to be on the show. Appreciate it. Nice one. Cheers, Mikey. Catch you soon. All the best. Bye. 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 Fantastic. Thanks again, Mikey, for coming on the show. That was amazing. Uh, I haven't listened yet, mind you, but uh, I'm sure it'll be an, an awesome interview from a guy of your caliber. So, cheers again. So, Tom. I'm looking at the, your background. You've, you've just changed it. You know, I'm, I'm sitting in my garden right now. I hope, guys, you kind of hear the birds and the bees or, or Logan's. Uh, we've even set up our tent in the garden. Um, nice. So we're going to have a little uh, overnight uh, camp out at some point. Cool. Uh, either tonight or tomorrow. So that'll be fun. But anyway, your background, that's... Uh, how the hell did you do that, eh? You got a cheeky wee Boston Marathon uh, background Boston. there. Eh? The finishing Boston. straight. Oh. Yeah, well, you're. I mean, uh, you're speaking to someone who's. I've become. A, I'm like most people, becoming a bit of a Zoom and Teams pro at the moment. You can change your background telling. Um, I'm like not going to do that. I'm not quite sure I'm going to use a Boston Marathon background in a meeting at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, picture yourself running. Eh? <laughs> yeah. So. Um, well, I tell yeah. you what, though, we need to get some of the. You know, we mentioned it just before we went back on air, and uh, the tartan runner shirts logo in the back, big Leo Connors. Uh, um, yeah. you know logo design in the back just right, be, right there oh, just like that would be pretty sweet we oh, had that, like that, new, it'd be like it'd be like a news studio so the oh, next live <laughs> one we'll make that happen <laughs> that'd be dynamite yeah it would be definitely have to do that so i get a picture well, of this just so i can share it with it, it look it, you know it looks like i'm like a pundit <laughs> it looks like i'm like actually commentating on the boston marathon <laughs> yeah well there you go you know if any anyone wants to commentate for your race trs or your men <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know that we talk about the facebook live one thing i've always hoped we could do with trs would be if there's a year we're not running london would be to oh. do a facebook live because we always know so many scottish guys you know and so many of the like the sort of top scottish guys as well who are competing it'd be really cool to do a be to, to do a live commentary Absolutely. and actually oh. beat the bbc's nonsense yeah. and actually have, a, have one that covers on scottish runners move over brendan foster well actually he's retired now or paula radcliffe crammy Get 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 Tommy and, and Kyle to jump on and we'll show you how it's done, eh? <laughs> so Kyle, how so speaking of racing, how are you what how are you feeling with virtual racing these days? Are you are you saturated yet? Are you still excited? Um, do you know what? it's funny that like I actually really enjoyed the virtual side of things, but I, I was getting a little bit obsessed by the the route finding, you know. <laughs> you know, luckily there's that Strava have created a new route, route building app. Uh, within within their website, so you know, trying to find a quick, fast route was mm. n- near impossible for certainly where we live. But um, but uh, I, 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 you know, I, I'm glad there's something out there because it did it, it did motivate me to 
to do something and get a little bit of of of, um, of pre race nerves, even though there was nobody there. But it's better than nothing, eh? <laughs> what about well, you? Yeah, I mean, much like you, I kind of. I was, you kind of get a bit obsessed with where am I going to do this? And I'm actually, I think it's quite good that Scottish Athletics and all that have now been quite specific on your, on the, the sort of course that you can choose because, yeah, you're right. It's not like a race where you rock up and you're all on the same start line. When you've got the flexibility, you're, of course, you're going to try and, you're not going to run up a hill. You're going to, you know, you're going to try and run the, run the quickest route you can do. But I think, um, I, I, much like you, I, I did, it got me through a couple of weeks. I'm not really, I don't know, I'm, I'm not, overly enamored at the moment because it's you, you start to realize it doesn't count for anything you know <laughs> yeah. and I you know I've run, I've run just run a 5k pb I think I can run that again I'm sure I can run that again but it's it's kind of now well it doesn't matter if I do or not I need to wait till we get some races and we it was we said it with Derek last week you know with his he was shaping up for some serious marathon and you know Fiona here I was re, I was really glad for her because she was I, I was sure she was going to run something special at um, London even some of our club mates I mean Chris Richardson was, is in great shape I thought he was going to run a very quick time um, you know even myself I was hoping to PB so you kind of you see a lot of people um, and we said this before it's not that it, we know that this, there's a much bigger crisis going at the moment than running races but it is a shame when you've you've been getting out of bed at, you crack a dawn through the winter and cold dark wet mornings to bank miles and Ultimately, you don't have the opportunity to cash that in. I, I think that's why it's so important to, to to ensure that you remain, you know, you, you have some sort of sustainability in terms of training as well. You know, if you you can easily drop down, drop the form slightly, but maintain and, and avoid injury as well. You know, maintain maintain some sort of level of performance, but more importantly, just avoiding injury and illness is is key especially at the moment, currently, you know, there's a lot of bad things going about. So, um, and we can maybe get perhaps a little bit excited to get out and run every day if you've got more time in your hands and, and, and potentially overtrain as well. So um, certainly important, an important time to get, find the right balance, I would say. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So talking about sort of other virtual races, we, we're going to give this one a plug. Um, we, we, we give the Gathimba Edwards a, a plug. Mm. Uh, their GEF Global Virtual Run, uh, Run 5K, Donate, I think it was. So it's, I think it's been fairly successful from, from the, you know, the charities, um, the, the participation numbers. I think it's been over just 300 runners thus far who have taken oh. part around the globe, which is fantastic for the Gathimba Edwards Foundation. Um, you know, giving ki- kids in Kenya a chance. So, uh, great job, Miles, getting that up and running. I think it's been some fantastic times as well. I, I saw Miles' time. He, he did a 14-14. He is in What's that about? Miles Edwards is in serious <laughs> shape right now. <laughs> and I'm not, maybe he's in a fantastic shape, but uh, I think he did maybe call it out that he, he, it maybe was a little bit, a little bit, uh, you know, the laps maybe were a bit, bit tight. But nonetheless, you know, I think he said he was... He's been certainly running quick anyway, and um, I'm not going to take that away from him. So well done, Here, Miles, well, for that. that so here's, I learned something over the, the weekend, Carl. Now, I was aware of this a while ago, but I've only really as I've been reading so much lap chat that I've started <laughs> getting thoughts of it, right? You probably know this. Maybe I'm just, back, I'm just a muppet, and that's why I didn't quite caught onto it. But if you run clockwise, yeah, right, your watch is on your left hand. Uh-huh. You're obviously where it will be 
you'll be running faster than if you were running anti-clockwise, your left, you're watching your left hand. Because your watch is running a tighter or wider circle, slightly. Surely it wouldn't be significant. Well, I was reading an article that was talking about, you know, if you're on a tight enough lap, if you think the difference between your hands, say it's a meter, right? A meter either side. I mean, again, I'm splitting hairs here, but that's, I've, I've run at Duffy Park sometimes, which is a, a kilometer lap. And I've been thinking, how am I, I've found one way quicker than the other. And I was like, maybe it's, I don't know. And listeners, call it out if I'm talking BS. Let us know. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's, uh, that, I think there might be something to it. Anyway, a lot, most groups we've seen, Scottish Athletics, Podium 5K, um, some of the stuff down in England, there seem to be, everyone's settling on your lap needs to be more than a kilometer. For it to ah, be legit. Okay, I get you. I get you. Okay, well, well, that's it. Uh, it brings us on to the the Scottish Athletics virtual challenge is coming up this weekend, April the twenty fourth to the twenty seventh. So um, this this one's a little bit different. I thought it was instead of racing for for a distance, you're actually racing for time. So it's how far can you run in fifteen minutes? So so how far can you run in fifty? Are you going to do it, Tom? Are you going to what? You, what's your thoughts? Are you going to give it a basher? Uh, I might do. I mean, I kind of, if I'm honest, I was kind of, I was, I was quite keen just to take a couple of weeks of just training again. But I guess, yeah, maybe, maybe I, I don't know. I mean, for me, it would be, it would be a, just shy of 5k, I guess. What, 40, 50 seconds short of 5k. So I don't know. Pro- well, if, if I'm honest, anyway, I'm probably not going to do it. If you do, <laughs> if you do want to do it, um, it, it does, it is from the, yeah, between uh, midnight Friday 24th April to um, 11.59pm and Monday the 27th of April. But the entries are going to be open until Thursday the 23rd of April. Um, there's different categories uh, in terms of, of, of scoring. You've got the total distance by individual age and gender. Um, you've got total distance by four-person mixed team, four by 15-minute runs. Total distance by age category and total distance by all club members. So, so there you go. If you want to register, check Scottish Athletics website, and you'll be able to to check it out there. So, uh, so that's my that's my virtual chat for you there, Tom. Nice. We um yeah I mean I, I, who knows I would love us to be able to talk about when races are coming back, but for now it's virtual. So whether actually do you know what I've been doing? Sorry, shift away back of what I have been getting me through. So I downloaded... Uh, so anyway, I think I told you offline, I said this in the podcast, we bought a treadmill, right? Did, so did you? We did. So it was a bit of a panic buy. It was something we've always had in mind, uh, you know, for winter nights, blah, blah, blah. And the lockdown panic came in and we thought, right, let's just get it. So uh, anyway, it's cool. But it's got iFit on it. So you can, you can do a Google Maps street view, right? And uh-huh. run a route. You, you, you put, you, you're, you're much more of a favorite treadmill than me. So you, this is probably child's play to you. But I was amazed you can plug in a Google Maps route and it will show you the street view pictures as you run. So it feels like you're running down this route, and the elevation kicks up and down with the route, which oh, is pretty really? sweet. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. So I was, uh, so I've been running the Boston Marathon. This is the theme of the show, it seems. I've been running the Boston Marathon in a, in a few different segments, and I'm looking. I'm actually, I've already. I'm going to double today. I'm going to jump on and do uh, do the Newton Hills to this afternoon. Heartbreak Hill. Unfortunately, uh, we've got a commercial treadmill, but it's uh, it's a lot older than these smart, fancy pants okay. treadmills that you guys have got. We, uh, I, I think, our treadmill sort of. I'm not saying your one's not built to last, but uh, you know these ones are hundreds and hundreds of folk have probably been on it before me. But it seems to oh, it's, wow. 
it's the basics, you know. It's the, I suppose that some of the the new build treadmills have got they're powered by essentially like an iPad, so you you've got the sort of uh, compatibility to, to to do sort of smart, you know, uh, okay, go views and things like that. Um, so, uh, but yeah, no, it's your, your treadmill seems pretty decent, it's, and it I goes mean, to does it go the the speed that you want it to, you know? So, so yeah, we went we we I spent a lot of time looking at this, and yeah, yeah. we've got we can go up to twenty two kilometers an hour. That's so alright. So yeah. five minute myelin, yeah. So that was, um, I think that, I think that's what that is. Anyway, so that's that was good enough. I mean, I don't plan to do so many sessions on it, but at least get some easy miles easy on it. Miles, be yeah. Double yeah. in the next few weeks and my and months, and then and yeah, in the winter it'll be it'll be quite handy to have it. I, mean, I know you you you're a big fan of the of treadmill as part of a training program, so. I think yeah. so. I mean, there's a lot of you know. I I think there's been some evidence it can it can affect your calves and your Achilles, but. Do you know what? Like you know, it's better than nothing. And if you if you it's like anything. You know, going up, running uphill hard or fast or running downhill can be some. It, it can potentially be harmful. But you've got to read your body and and, and work, do what's best for you. So, um, mm. but yeah, well, well, talking about yeah, sort of training and things like that. Then yeah, I, I think we've kind of exhausted it, really, haven't we? You know, in terms of what we think we should do. But like I said, like we said a couple of weeks ago. Coaches out there, do get your tuppence worth and do do give us an audio clip and we'll certainly insert it in some of the podcasts because, you know, we're, th- there's a lot of it, good advice out there and uh, we want mindful, qualified advice as well. So feel free to, to, to send us some of your, your advice, folks. So much appreciated. So, Kyle, let's, uh, I understand you have a running rant for us. So firstly, before Kyle rants, listeners, send in your rants. We're kind of... We're, we're, we're getting dry. <laughs> the well is dry in this warm weather, so we need more rants. I mean, so, uh, usual if, suspects cough up. If I'm, the, if I'm the one making up rants, you know, there's something not right here. You know, we, we've got a massive listener base now. So come on, folks, get your rants in. Eh? Absolutely. If you're if you're a new listener in the last few weeks, and we know through the numbers that there are a lot of new listeners, give us a rant. Join the club with a running rant, and as you work back to the the catalogue, you'll hear some of the the classic running rants that we've had from from runners across the country and you can join the club anyway exactly, Kyle, exactly. Give, us, give us your rant well I shot myself last week folks that's my rant well it isn't really my rant it's, right it's, good evening uh... thank you very much thank you for coming we'll see you next week <laughs> you're like how the hell did he shot himself Right, well, basically, I've... Debbie, you run, firstly, were you or were you not running? That's the, the I was running, question. yeah, I was running and I shot myself were you, had you, you been drinking? no, 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 I just shot myself now, it's a new, it's a new phase, so during this corona time, me and Debbie went out for a run along with Logan. Logan usually sleeps when we go out for a run. Um, but, you know, we've been quarantined in the house for some number of weeks, as, as many of you have. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm chatting absolute shite, you know, during my run. Absolute shite. And uh, Debbie's like, you have proper shite yourself. So, uh, you know, shit chat, you see. Shat. Shat yourself. Do you get it? It's a terrible rant. Oh, uh, right. Okay. So uh, that is that. This is scraping the barrel. Listeners, help terrible. us out. This is terrible. terrible I would have had more respect if you actually had shot yourself. <laughs> it's not even. It's not even a rant, is it? You know. I mean, if, basically, what I'm saying, folks, is if you're going to go out with your partners and your husbands, your wives, your whoever, your boyfriends, your girlfriend, your mum, your dad, whoever you're quarantined with in isolation with, make sure you go out and you have good chat rather than. Shit chat, i.e. shat. 
That is, I don't condone, I don't support that abbreviation <laughs> at all. Shite, I'm all over. I think that's great. I'm not convinced by that one. Oh, come on, Tom. You know, like I said, we are scraping the barrel. I've got nothing else. <laughs> this is shat right now. I thought I've you actually, I, right I mean, I, honestly, I mean, uh, so, you know, we, we love a bit of toilet discussion here. You must have shat yourself on a run, surely. Properly. Uh, now you say it. I think I, I have, yes. Uh, I've been actually, caught. I've, I'm going to hold my I'll be honest here. I've been caught short on the run. <laughs> I, I half shot myself um, when, I, when I was, oh, God. I was like in, in secondary school. And uh, basically, the story goes, one of my mates gave me chocolate and, uh, I, and during the, the morning break. And, and he only gave me a tiny little bit. And I thought, stop being a stingy bastard. Give me a little bit more than that. So he gave me a few more bits of chocolate. And this is at like 10 in the morning or something. Laced, was, it and, was it laced with laxative? Well, was it chocolate lax or something? Precisely. Um, so I'm like, right, he gave me that. Nah, he can't have any more. And then he gave, eventually, yeah, probably threatened him or something because I was starving. You know, my mum never gave me uh, a morning break lunch, so a morning break uh, snack. So I got some more chocolate. And, uh, and I had forest, I had training at Forest Harriers later on that evening. And I, I remember running around the figure of eight, getting to the arse end of the figure of eight, um, nowhere near the toilets and I just felt this sudden surge of, of fluid coming right, you know, right through my Ron Hill tracksters. Uh, luckily, it was dark, so no one's about. And I was so like, lucky it was tracksters as well, not <laughs> Exactly. They were black as well, you know. Um, and I'm just like, you know, bouncing, bunny hopping my way back to the swimming pool where the toilets were and what a mess I was in. Like, oh, it was terrible. Um, so that was my probably my worst experience. But you see some of the other runners who've done done something like that, and you know they're like grown men and women and doing it in races in the public, and they're wearing light coloured running shorts. Nah, I feel sorry for them. You know, I their, gu- their their gusset must be right. Those are right, 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 yeah. <laughs> we had a discussion with some non-running mates a while ago, and we're you know they were talking about oh yeah you see people shaking themselves in the marathon it's a it's disgraceful. And I said to them you know if I was a mile to go in London I'm on for something special. Uh, hell's yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, no, you would just go <laughs> oh, for it. You yeah. wouldn't even. I mean, you would just crack on, and they couldn't believe it. They were like, "That, that that's disgust, disgusting." I'm like, "Are you joking?" And I was like, "What about if you're going to run something crazy? That oh, no time could be that important." I'm like, you obviously don't appreciate, you know, what it's like <laughs> to run. <laughs> would you? Uh, would you shit yourself for two thirty or one? The problem is you wouldn't know it, would you? If someone said to me at mile 25.1, right, you've got just over a mile to go, you're going to run 230.01, I would say, fine, I'll stop and go to the toilet. But if they said you're going to run two, 225, I would be like, yes, go for it. I'll do it, then I'll roll around in it, get up and go again if I'm going to run 225. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Well, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know what... You know where my line would, where I would draw my line for not shitting myself, or when I would have to, sh- you know, when I would shit myself. If it was for like, uh, I don't know, was, you know, not just a time, but like a position. Oh, okay, yeah, that's an interesting. I know, one. You know what I mean? Like, would it be, would I shit myself for a five k PB of fifteen twenty six? You know, breaking it by two seconds, probably not. You know, would say, I shit so my- say you're, say you're back at, I don't know, say you're back at Loch Ness and you're you're going for the win this time. And you're coming back. You're just crossing that bridge. It's in the set. It's pretty central, Loch Ness, Inverness. Loads of people about. And you turn. You look over your shoulder, and you've got someone hunting you down, 100, 200 meters back. You've definitely got it. You just need to keep running, but you need your guts are about to go. 
do you hold it in, slow down, and let them pass you? You're going to run like two thirty. It's not a, it's not a PB for you, but you're yeah, you're win. going to get a win. Or do you just like just evacuate on the fly just to keep going? I would shit myself. If I knew, <laughs> if I, <laughs> if I, knew I was going to lose it, I would definitely shit myself. Hundred percent. Quite right. Quite right. I would shit myself in in, in celebrating style. Nice. You buy yourself a new pair of shorts as well. Exactly. The, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, the money you win at Loch Ness, you you think you'd buy a few pairs of shorts. In fact, you know, we could we could buy a. Our, our, our audience uh, a, a number of tartan running shorts for that for that prize money yeah absolutely yeah yeah so uh, that is that is I'll be honest that is pretty <laughs> shit chat we just had there that is that is proper shot right so listeners on that one give us some more rants we need you clearly we need them um, yeah well that's... otherwise you're going to get rants like that every week throughout <laughs> lockdown exactly you don't want that folks so please please. Get your get your uh, get your info into us. You know we this uh, the Tartan Running Shorts relies on our listeners and our your stories and the news that comes from uh, not only in Scotland but globally. So you know we haven't got just uh, runners in Scotland who listen. You know all over the globe. So continue to listen, folks. And if if you want to contact us with any information, any stories or rants or whatever, uh, you can email us at tartanrunningshorts at gmail You can. Check out our fantastic website made by the your man uh, Leo Connor, tartanrunnershorts.com. Um, check it out. You can see some updates there. We're going to start adding to it too. There's a listeners section too. So if you want to you know, add in any information, blogs that you might have, feel free to uh, yeah, send us the links. You can contact us at uh, our Facebook Messenger, at, like us on Facebook, Tartan Running Shorts. We've got a Twitter handle at Tartan Shorts. And finally, folks, make sure that you give us a review on any any sort of iTunes uh, podcast because it does certainly give us uh, um, uh, gives us some cred in the world of uh, podcasting as well. So um, I think that's my my little um, usual plug there, folks. So thanks again for listening. So Tom, what's uh, what's in stock for you the rest of the week? So I'm off this week. I've got uh, I'm between project at work, so I've got a bit of taking of the week off. Uh, I didn't expect to do that under lockdown, so I've got. Fair bit to do in the house, bit to do in the garden, going to do a bit of running, just chilling out, you know? That's it. Enjoying the good weather. Enjoy the weather while we've had it. You know, we're, we're lucky, both lucky enough to have some a garden that we can we can play about in. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm just a way to go and play with Logie in the, in the tent after his dinner and then bath time for nice. him and story time since we're a wee bit early this week. So Exactly. Uh, but, yeah, well, thanks again, folks, for listening. And, um yeah, well, stay safe, keep well, get keep your once, a, once get keep running, get your once a day in, and you'll be much more happy. You'll be all the more happier. Absolutely, and and yeah, as you know, as Cal says, you know, as well as rating us, get in touch, share what you're, you're you know, what you're up to. We love hearing from the listeners. We love hearing from new listeners. Get in touch if you've joined on TRS and you're going to listen to us through lockdown. And uh, yeah, hope you have a good week of running. And you, Kyle, I hope you continue this training resurgence continues. Oh, it will do. Don't you worry. I've done 14 for the... No, that's a lie. I've done 13 for the day, so... Nice. Very good. It's been a great start to Monday. I feel like shite now, like, but legs (laughs) will recover at some point, no doubt, but... (laughs) Nice. Right. We will catch you next week, then. Perfect. Thanks again, listeners. See you later. Bye.